Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sebastian. It's great to have you here, buddy. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here on the Grit Daily Startup Podcast. We love to talk about the world of startup, the good, the bad, and what we like to call the gritty. So I'm, I'm curious to learn about what your experience has been uh, in the startup world. But before we get into all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit about you and your backstory. Yeah, sure. My name is Luke Vanderveer. I run Website Rental Coaching. Uh, it's a coaching program teaching how to rank and rent lead gen websites to business owners and make a passive income doing it. Um, backstory, really just corporate America, college, corporate America, the whole standard path we're supposed to take, you know, go to school, get a job, work for 40 years, and then, uh, hopefully retire. And I just, uh, couldn't do that. So started looking around for different businesses to try, tried a lot of different models, drop shipping, Amazon affiliate stuff. Um, and nothing really clicked until I started using search engine optimization, SEO to, um, generate leads for business owners. And how do you do that? Generate leads up. for business owners? Yeah, I mean, let's let's break it down here because most people, it's, this is, you know, Chinese to, to most people. They just don't yeah, understand how that even works. They've heard of SEO. They, they're, they're told their business should be optimized for SEO. Everybody has yeah. grandioso plans of being on page <laughs> one of Google, but never really does that. So let's, let, let's break this whole process down and, and really help everybody understand how this thing works. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you take... Um, really the search engine, if you think about it, everybody's always Google searching everything. Like if you need a, a plumber, you need a roofer, you need anything for your home or even a business service, most people will just go to Google. So if you're able to get in front of all those eyeballs, you can make a lot of money doing it. So people use search engine optimization to kind of take over that spot. Um, it just comes down to how well you do it because a lot of people will pay to learn how to do it. And then you're just fighting against everybody for the same spots. So, um, you know, key pieces, content on your website, like how good is it? Is it targeted toward the right keywords that people are actually searching for? Um, you know, how many places are you listed? Is your website out there listed in directories like Yelp and on Angie's List and you know, um, just Better Business Bureau, just other places out online that have your information so people can find you because it's also helping build trust in Google so that you rank higher. And then links, other websites linking to you is like vouching for you. It's, um, it's like votes, if you want to look at it like that. The more powerful votes you have, the higher you show up in the search results, more people see you. Right. So are those backlinks? Is that what those are called? Is that the official yeah. word for that? Okay. No, a lot's changed with Google though. There's like, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the white hat, the black hat, there's all kinds of, I think I'm saying it right or wrong. I'm totally not an SEO guy. I don't know if you can <laughs> tell or not, Luke. I don't, I don't know if you can tell, but, um, 
it's changed a lot because Google, you know, holds the keys to the castle as right. far as, you know, data and search results are concerned. How does a brand stay on top of all of the changes? I mean, is it once they're indexed throughout Google, does it just stay that way forever? Or does that change when Google changes its algorithm? How, how does that all work? There's changes all the time. And I mean, the different, it really depends on whatever niche you're in. Some people are, um, you know, the really big brands, it's more about content and links. It's really just those two things. What content can they put out that's new and fresh um, to remind Google to, hey, come back, visit my site, we're the best. Uh, and then links that are essentially proving that point, right? Other people saying, yep, they're pretty great. Just getting more links to that new content as it comes in. In the smaller markets and stuff, you don't have to worry about a lot of this. Um, so the markets I focus on, you know, 60, 70,000 people and a specific local business, they don't have to worry about all that. They'll put up a website, they'll do a little bit of work to get it to where it needs to be, and then it generally just sits. So all these Google updates roll out and it'll affect all these huge brands and people in really competitive markets, but it doesn't really have much of an impact on the smaller ones, which yeah, is what I focus my effort there. Right. Local SEO, right? A lot, lot, a lot easier of a, of a, of something to tackle versus trying to, to, to become worldwide or nationwide. Right. Yeah. No need. So, um, when you come up with, when you came up with the concept of website rental coaching, I mean, you had obviously figured out how SEO works. So what was just a process of creating, just duplicating that, that, that same effort and building websites and then, and then essentially renting them to, to, to businesses so they don't have to start from scratch. Is that how it all worked? Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of different things. Just taking, investing in a lot of coaching on SEO specifically to learn how to do it because there's a lot of ways, not all of them work well. And you can see tons of people online promoting all kinds of things on YouTube. One person will say this method works great. The next person says it sucks. So it's like, how do you know which one's good. So I paid for quite a bit of coaching on SEO. And then it was really just a mindset flip. Instead of working with tons of you know, uh, customers doing SEO for them, I thought, why not just own this myself, build something and rent it out so that I am essentially the landlord, right? A digital landlord, and I can just rent out this asset. And that puts me in control of it, which puts me in control of the money. And you know, I don't have to worry about what happens. So do you get a piece of the revenue from the from this from what they generate based on the websites you rent them? I mean it depends on what kind of deal you structure with them. I have some that do that. Um, you know, some of the bigger ticket items are great ones to do that for, like demolition, roofing, take a percentage of the job, you can make a lot of money. Um, but a lot of them I like to do flat fee rentals, just 1000 a month, 1500 a month, a couple thousand a month. And the reason I do that is because it's passive. Once you set that up and get that credit card on auto pay, you know, I don't have to look at it. I'd rather take a little bit of a pay cut to have it be something that I don't have to look at rather than tracking all this every month. Like, all right, did they, how many leads did they get? What are all these worth? And then invoicing them or something. Sure. So is this for every, is this for any kind of industry, any type, any type of business, or is this um, just, you know, specific to certain categories uh, and businesses that are, that are really more of a fit than others? I mean, you could really use it for anything, anything that, people search on Google to find, you could generate leads for it, but it works best with businesses that um, are service-based. So, yeah. you know, contractors are usually some of the best ones. There is some white hat stuff too. Like you could do it for personal injury lawyers. You could do it for 
you know, roofer, plumber, you can do it for a ton of different things. Um, but blue collar tends to be the easiest thing to do it for. Sure. So have you tried, I mean, what, what if you get a call that's outside of the service space? Do you just let people know that it's just not a fit and it won't work or you, do you try it out? I mean, in the past, I used to try it out. Now I have a you know specific group of niches that I'll stick with. And I generally, I don't do the SEO stuff anymore. So, you know, if they want that, I'll typically just hand it off to somebody else I know in the industry who does that. Um, and I will only do website rentals. And if it's a niche that looks good, you know, I'll tell the VAs I have in place to, you know, deploy that one, start building. If not, I'll just say, no, it's not a great fit. Sorry. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, you know who your customer is. That's so important. So yeah. how, how long does it take to, to, to get an, a website SEO friendly, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, SEO friendly, maybe a couple of days, but you know, up to uh, top rankings and at least the local markets, 90 days, maybe a little over that if you're doing the consistent work to get it there. Now are the things that like, so a lot of people, you know, get into this, you know, they hire somebody and like, yeah, I'm going to, they're going to help me out with my local SEO on here. Yeah. And someone's just doing a completely wrong job of, of doing it. Are there, are there downsides to hiring the wrong person? I mean, you just, you get one shot at proving to Google that you're trustworthy. So when people are doing it incorrectly, you're just telling Google, we're not trustworthy. And it's just going to extend the timeline for you to rank if you ever get there, um, which is why it's important to understand what actually works and not just hire you know, a random person from you know, Fiverr or Upwork. You have to have a, an idea of what you're supposed to do and how to do it. And how does somebody know, like, this is somebody that knows what they're doing? Is it they can send examples and say, hey, go search this on Google and this will pop up? Yeah. I mean, unless you've taken some kind of, you know, course or coaching and know the stuff, you really got to base it off the proof. You know, what, what can they provide that shows that they actually know what they're doing? Right. A person where, where was this? Like, give me a, give me an example of a person where they ranked before, where they are now and show me what you did to get them there. And ideally, if you could talk to them, that'd be even better, but I don't know many people that would allow that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to the world of startup, what, you know, what's been the most challenging part of, of being a startup for, for your business? I think just letting go of the control. I don't, um, that's probably the toughest, toughest thing, just finding people that are capable to do the work and not being overly particular about how they do it as long as they get the result you want. Um, that's been probably the toughest part for me, just because I would rather just do it myself. I personally have the belief that I can do it better. It doesn't matter who it is, but um, you can't keep that mindset if you want to grow it past you know a certain point. Right, and then you know to the opposite of that, what what would you say has been some of the best part of of the startup process? I think really just the freedom, because it, it doesn't take that much to get rid of a, a full time job. Right, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year is seven, eight websites doing this. So, you know, after doing, you know, bust your ass for six months, seven months, and then that's it. You don't have to go back to the the nine to five job anymore. Throw the alarm in the trash, sleep in, do what you want, as long as you have your set work times that you're going to work on this. Yeah, I mean that's you know throw the alarm in the trash and sleep in. I mean, some would argue that point as an entrepreneur. Some would say you got to hustle. You got to be up at five uh -huh. o'clock in the morning, which I am. 
I'm up at five o'clock in the morning some days, but some days I sleep till eight too. Um, and don't have an alarm clock unless I actually choose to. So you're dead. You're definitely right about the the freedom part on that. I can definitely uh, attest to that. I think a lot of people can uh, as well too. So, so what's on, what, what's on the, uh, on the chalkboard for the rest of, uh, of 2022 at the time we're recording this episode, it's the middle of 2022. What, what are you guys uh, working on this year that you're excited about? I got like an even split here. I got a bunch of websites that are working on with uh, the VAs being rented out. So that kind of passive number continues to increase. And then I got the coaching program, teaching other people how to do it too. So um, big fan of both of those. And it's kind of equal, equal split with my time. So, so, you're things. so you're teaching people how to do your process too, if they want to learn and go figure it out on their own. And then you also offer a service that you can obviously do it for them. Yeah. So it's like the coaching program is teaching them how to do website rentals so they can go, you know, build their own empire, get rid of their jobs. The nine to fiver group is the one I relate to the most because that's exactly what I did. But there's some business owners in there too, want to generate leads for themselves and so forth. Um, and then the other half is just, you know, my own personal business with people I have in place building stuff for me. Sure. Awesome. Well, you know, SEO doesn't seem to be going anywhere unless the internet disappears, which, you know, <laughs> some days I wish it would, but other days I'm really glad that it's here. So, right. um, well, yeah, wanted to encourage you to, uh, to definitely keep up the, the great work on what you're doing here. The model clearly works because, well, people are hiring you to do it and you've, uh, and you're continuing, uh, to, to do it. So any, any advice, um, any final thoughts here for our listeners, uh, regarding the world of startup or SEO or D all the above? Uh, I just invest in learning the skill set. If you, if you don't have it and you want to do it, don't hire somebody to do it, learn it yourself. You can learn it yourself and then find somebody who's, you know, capable instead of, um, you know, just kind of blindly hiring better way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll be sure to include a link in the uh, description of this podcast episode if you want to check out uh, what Luke and his team are doing over at WebsiteRentalCoaching.com. That's WebsiteRentalCoaching.com. Be sure to do that. He offers a free training over there too. So, I mean, why not? Well, Luke, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you hanging out with us for a few minutes and uh, keep rocking. Appreciate it, Sebastian. Take care. You got it. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com.